In a world where professional wrestling, movies, and pro wrestling movies dominate the landscape of popular culture, three friends lost in a pit of despair saw hope in their ability to banter, bicker, and giggle with one another for hours on end while sitting on their couch, forged in fire and bonded by bad jokes, silly puns, and sarcastic quips, young Michael Pava John Casey and the one they call Lumberjake united together into a theater of three, ready to showcase their talents on the grandest stage of them all, the podcasting stage. Through their trials and tribulations, the boys have seen it all. From body slams and peacocks, to Leslie Uggams and Tiny Lister's Giant Lister, to spoken words and segues about segues, Mike, Lumby and JC have been there to work the gimmick, brother. Whether it's Mr. Hunk, non-union equivalent Willem Dafoe, or King himself, drink! This ragtag trio has been with you through it all and will continue to offer their unsolicited opinion to those who accidentally download their podcast. Sorry about that. Anyway, where was I? Oh yes, this is Three-Way Theater. Uh-huh. Welcome to the three-way theater. Yeah. Ha. You know. You know. Hey, y'all ready? Let's go. We all about wrestling, but don't call us fanatics. Uh-huh. We talk about wrestling movies, review the classics. Uh-huh. From ready to rumble, body slamming, Russell Madness. You can tell us our passion. Now we into podcasting, screaming Northeast Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Mr. Peacock, go ahead, represent. Yeah. Three-way theater, three the hard way. From your boy Mike, JC, and Lumberjay. Yeah. Welcome to the three-way theater. You know. Welcome to the three-way theater. The three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Three-way. Welcome to the three-way theater. Conrad and like Tony Schiavone, they can't sing on their show. Why? Play like music. Why? Oh, because they're big time now and they'll get sued yeah. for copyright. Like we can't sing anymore. Like, so they can't even. Happen? They can't even sing themselves. Like they can't even like, just. Shouldn't that be parody? Yeah, like, it should fall be, under parody law. Right. Like. Yeah. But see, we don't have so like sponsors. humming. So just like humming, like, like you can't hum a song. We have ended episodes with full songs, and we do that every single every episode. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, yeah. I guess if we ever got popular, we would have to. But I mean, we'll cross we that bridge when we get. <laughs> no, we so really we're don't never crossing that bridge. Yeah. We're good. We don't got to worry about. Are it. we? Are we recording? We are always, always recording. Hey guys, I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjig, and I'm JC. And welcome to Three Way Theater. Right, yeah, 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 you're right. staring at me. No, no, we're, sorry, it wasn't no, I'll just look straight ahead. No, you don't have to look straight ahead. But I'll you were just, just like, uh, I'll just stare. Like, at I put your head on the desk. I thought you were expecting, like, you expected more from me from after <laughs> seeing my name. Like, I'm like, like, yeah, you're JCN. What? What about a motherfucker? And when he said I'm Mike Pavey, he also touched my bare knee. 
Because I'm not wearing pants. Oh, you're not wearing pants. Yeah. You took your pants off the second we walked through the door. I and was covered in ticks. I'm sure we pretty sure we determined those were fleas. Well, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. You're a sponsor for Old Navy, right? Performance fleas. <laughs> God uh, Who are we, guys? Oh, we're well. We're three way theater. Touch my right. thigh. <laughs> are you going to be doing that the whole episode? I saw it. I saw it that time. He didn't just touch it. He grazed it. Yeah, he was like, it was, he was like, oh, like it was very romantic. Was like, if I make it look like an accident, maybe he won't bring it up. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. All right. Anyway, we're at a three way theater. Yeah, uh, we review pro wrestling movies and pro wrestling <laughs> movies. Yes. And also sometimes pro wrestling TV shows. Yes. Um, But before we dive into that, um, I definitely wanted to uh, give a shout out to all the feedback we've got over the last couple of episodes. We had our big uh, mini cast um, with Bo Douglas where we got to interview him and talk to him about different things. Um, uh, One of the bigger comments that we got was that uh, how dare we call it a mini cast when it went uh, about an hour. I mean, which I said, it's still shorter than our regular podcast, so go fuck yourself. Good point, JC. Avid listener, go fuck yourself. Our mini cast may be an hour, but that's because our regular episodes are at one and a half, maybe two. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, Also, a lot of great feedback about our first watch along. I don't really have the statistics to say how many people watched along with Beyond the Map, but it was, you know... Every it was one hundred one hundred and fifteen percent. Honestly, it made me want to go back and watch it again and listen to. Myself. Did you do that? No, it just made me want to do it. <laughs> okay, and I've never like when I do listen to other podcasts that have watch alongs, I've never actually done it. But so for me to be like, oh, like that sounded fun. Um, so we got so some. I, ho- re- I hope it was fun for our listeners. We got a lot of great comments. I think it was. On that yeah, because they were like. I really loved when you guys just stopped talking for 30, 40 <laughs> seconds at a time. The best stuff you've ever done. Yeah, we never sounded better. And as well, when we were just like very intensely watching the movie. Um, also, I think I told you, Mikey, but going back to the Bo Douglas interview real quick, I may have gotten some information on Donna from <gasps> Get uh, the, the report. Fuck out of here. Dude. So I Wait. did some digging online and saw some comments that came up about Donna from the teen report. And, um, I, we gotta, we gotta talk to Bo about this further. Maybe bring him back for a sequel that, uh, Donna is the stepdaughter of one Tony rumble. Get the fuck out of here. That's Shut the front door. <laughs> that is the, that is what I read online. Bo's I, still in contact with Tony rumble's widow. So we need to find Donna. Like we, we need <laughs> To find Donna. Desperately. I mean, I just, I want to know more. Um, and again, I've read it on the internet, so it must be true. So it has to be 100% true. I, uh, I am going to shut this podcast down oh, now. Wait, no, oh, wait, wait, we, we, we just, just, we're going to do this big episode. Yeah. No, no, sorry, everyone. We're going to do it oh, next week. All right. Oh, all right. Well, all right. I don't have my phone, so, you know. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like... When you lose your phone, uh-huh. and, like it really sucks. And your friend finds it and trades it for a magic bean. Wait, wait, what was that? What? Nothing. Mm. No, nothing. Mm. So anyway. I mean, here's the problem with phones today is that everything is on your phone. And it's also bad timing. Bad timing. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just you know, it's a it's a shitty shitty I mean, it, it always sucks to lose your phone, but like 
I mean, it, I mean, they think I, you can just finish it right there. It always sucks to lose your phone. Yep. I can't stop feeling like there's ticks all over. Me. There are. You're yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. No, those are just moles. This is the good old tick cast is that here. A good mole or a bad mole? Bad. Oh, you think I should get that checked? It's out? a smellanoma. <laughs> <laughs> It stinks. <laughs> that really tickled up. <laughs> oh man, uh, we <laughs> we haven't even scratched the surface. So I'm really excited about Donna from the Teen Report. Well, yeah, we're gonna get more. We're got to be continued. Yeah, so wait for that. <laughs> I know that our I know that our our listeners were very excited to hear more about Donna. <laughs> Jake's still <laughs> giggling about smell. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so more to come on that, and maybe you know I know we were a little we were unsure about how Beyond the Mat was going to go, but maybe that just means we're going to have to do another watch along in the future. All you right. know, work out the kinks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not the kinks, I don't believe. Oh. I think it is. I don't know about that. Pretty sure. All right, you're, you we got it. Lola, hello, Lola. Are we going to get sued now? Yep. By the kinks. Uh huh. Awesome. Well, if we're going to get sued, we might as well just, you know, go for broke here on this very special episode. Episode 31 of Three-Way Theater. 31. Milestone. And um, technically a sequel, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah and a squeakle. Oh, yeah. I and a shipwreck. I think we made, literally made this joke last time. We, we absolutely did. And we did <laughs> Scooby-Doo. These are all the jokes that we uh, already made. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's not really, I guess it's not a sequel. It's season two. Season two. Season this is technically two. the... Third episode we've done on. Yeah, and what what is what is are we doing? What is the show? Glow. So just like last year, mm-hmm. we are doing this in two parts. So yes. we have watched separately the first five episodes right. of yes. season two. So everything is is game here for the first five episodes. Anything after that, off limits. No one else. I just want to make sure because Mikey cheated last time, <laughs> and he filthy rotten cheater. He watched through the end. Yeah. Um. But you have not watched beyond five. Nope. And not only did he watch the end, he was very smug when we were recording. Oh, yeah. Because he knew everything I knew. else yeah, that was, we didn't know. It was exciting for me. Well, I, wanted, I wanted to see the look on your faces. You know. But I'm happy because I've got some. Uh, I got some bold predictions on what we're going to see. All right. I got some too. Next five. It's like when you give a really nice present to somebody and you just like watching them open. It. And then you blow it before they finish opening it, and you're just like, "Oh my god, you love your new shirt!" <laughs> and you're just like, "I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't even take the wrapping paper off." Yeah, I didn't blow anything. I don't have a tongue ring. Uh, oh, oh, here we go again. Back. Oh man, there's a lot of questions about that. Davy Loomis, new listener to Three Way Theater, <laughs> cannot ever look Stop at you again that. the same way again when he revealed that one. You don't wash your hands after you Listen. poop. Two, he hates the boss. Hates the boss, Bruce yeah. Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. And three, wants to get that tongue ring to suck some mean dick. I actually got a text message from David Loomis. <laughs> Did he send you the message? And he said, I've lost a lot of respect from you. Because he, <laughs> you don't like the boss. <laughs> but, you know, he gained a lot of respect for Jake and I, so it kind of yeah. evens out oh. anyway. Yeah, well, what did you guys do to earn that? We're just cool. We wrote in the new play, The Jake and I. <laughs> oh, but I, that's what I... I could have danced oh, all night. Davey just favorite. lost a lot of respect for you, Dave, <laughs> uh, right now, Jake. That's uh, one of my favorite musicals. Oh. Um, yeah, we're doing Glow. And yes. um, I uh, slipped some edibles into your steaks earlier. Oh, so you're, you guys are going to be so fucked up. 
God damn it. No. Did you take one? No, no drugs. No uh, drugs. I am no. clean as well, a whistle. Not no drugs, but like no edibles. I mean, insulin. That's my only drug that I'm currently on. Yeah. It's his drug of choice. It's not a choice. It's a, it's a necessity <laughs> in order for me to live. Listen, JC, don't try to pass your lifestyle choice on to us. Listen, I'm just saying if you guys want to be cool, you got to inject yourself with insulin. <laughs> So let's, uh, I mean, I guess we could <laughs> dive that's in, That's why they right? call JC Insula Pump a Pump. <laughs> All right. I don't know about that. I don't know if I can give you that one. <laughs> Insulin Pump. I got it. No, you don't have to say it again. I mean, you don't have one. I don't have a pump. You shoot that's up true. like a man. <laughs> that's right. Like a goddamn American. <laughs> if I'm going to take my drugs, I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. With needle. needles. <laughs> fucking found in the gutter. I get that needle, and I say, where am I going to stick that motherfucker? Am I going to put that on my arm? No, I don't think so. He dropped that needle on the ground, but he still shot up. <laughs> am I going to stick that shit in my leg? Nah, man. I need something fatty, so I put my fat ass over, and I jam that syringe up there. 30 cc units, motherfucker. I love Novo the, log. I love the gradual southern accent. <laughs> southern fried JC kind of like. I love clings. southern fried JC. You know. In, the, in today's climate, I can't really do Southern Fried JC. No, um, no. It was a big in 2003. Yeah. People love Southern Fried JC. When they uncover those MySpace videos, I'm fucked. We're going to have to do a yeah. formal apology. When the Blue Collar Comedy Tour was big, <laughs> Blue <laughs> Country Fried JC was out there. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so I, was, so. Uh, I was watching an interview with Sheila the She-Wolf. Oh, okay. Oh, we're just diving in we're on that. Dive right in. All right. Diving in. So Sheila the She-Wolf, uh, she was talking about her auditioning for glow okay and uh she auditioned for two parts can we guess yes ruth yes uh-huh. yeah uh, I, liberty bell no no i would not i would not have bet her for a liberty bell well, ruth for sure yeah i could definitely see her trying out for ruth that was definitely um, my first guess too. i could also i could also maybe see her trying out for the viking that is absolutely correct. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Vicky all the right. Viking. And so she went for like the highest profile character and literally the least mm-hmm, profile mm-hmm, character. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. No, I, I can see her. I mean, I don't I haven't really seen the actress in a lot of other roles, so I don't know how good she would have been able to pull off Ruth. Also, she's Irish. I kinda like that. Or Scottish, some shit like that. I don't like that. Well, which one? <laughs> Fucking dirty Scots get the hell out of I here. I don't know. Her She's accent I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait, I have some three thousand listeners, guys. I just have I have some Scottish in me. Would you like some? <laughs> did you did you did did you have some drugs? No, I he didn't. Should've. I I should have. I would have Wait, what? Are you okay? I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. All right. All right. Listen, he's mourning the loss of his cell phone. <laughs> That's very true. I'm in a grieving process. <laughs> Anything I say, I cannot be held accountable. Okay. All right. Whatever weird rant I might have just gone on All about right. medical insulin uh-huh. is yep. irrelevant. Yeah, JC without his phone is country fried JC. He's obviously in denial right now. So. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So that's a very so Sheila. Where was this interview? What did you? Did you, any other fun facts about Glow? It was online. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So no more, no less. Okay. No. Yeah. Because like, uh, she was like trying to not give any spoilers for season two or season one. So she was like keeping it very, like you know, pretty. She's safe. like, it's a show, and that's all I'm going to tell you. That's it. 
It really was. I'll tell you what, I definitely feel like with these five episodes that we watched, without really skipping ahead to anything, I will say that they clearly saw that Sheila was a breakout character in season one, and they have given her more to do, and she's more prominently featured. Even if she's not like in a major storyline, you can tell that they're giving her... She's getting more little quirks. Yeah, she's getting more quirks. character. And she's getting the opportunity to be kind of front and center with the other girls, where I don't like. I didn't think they realized what they had with Sheila in season one, and now well, they know. Well, they definitely had that scene in season one where she's kind of taking off her... Makeup or putting it putting on. Putting it all putting on. Putting it on. Put yeah. on her wig. Okay. But that was so, late in the season. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm still, I kind of want to, you know, that's a When she a loose was roller skating around. Well, I don't think it's a loose end as much as, I think in season one they established that Sheila the She-Wolf is her real. Well, in the first season it's hard to say it happened late in the season because each person got in episodes, so you just kind of had to wait until the Sheila episode, you know? Yeah, although even then it really wasn't. I guess we'll get into it as far as season two goes, but I don't think last season had a lot of character-centric episodes beyond, you know, it was a, it was Ruth and, and and Debbie, and there was there was like little side characters and side storylines. All the B storylines would be like getting to know the girls, kind of. Yeah, and even then, it was very surface level. Yeah, like I feel like even in the five episodes we watched this time, they did a lot better job of fleshing out some of the characters. Well, I mean, that's because. Sam is basically nowhere to be seen oh, in man. these five episodes. So the other thing that I wanted to men- mention of is that with Netflix, you know, they produce all these episodes at once. With, you know, normal television shows, sometimes you have that ability to, as you're making the show every week, you get to see what's working and what's not with your audience. With Netflix, you just kind of have, you're making all these episodes, you're putting them out there all at once, and you're kind of just waiting to see what the reaction is after the fact. So if it was on like a regular network or if it was on cable, I think you'd see different things maybe being adjusted during the season. Whereas... it's a good point. Like, yeah. in so they saw what was working in season two, and that's kind of my surprise when you're mentioning how Sam is absent for so much um, because he was one of the things that worked gangbusters in the first season, yeah. and he's absent. So I don't know if maybe there was a scheduling issue with Mark Maron, and maybe they couldn't get him for as many well, episodes. And I think, and I'm not, you know, I would obviously Why love to see Glo more of be him. His first priority. You know, I think his podcast is his first priority. We also just mentioned too, we're seeing a lot more storylines of the other girls. There's a lot of which other is, things which going is on good. now. Which with, with like, like Welfare's Queen's name is Tam A. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. And her sister, Tam B. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, we're all getting in on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think, well, I guess we should just maybe kind of get into the first episode because I have a lot of thoughts on Sam and what he does appear in. Yeah. Um, so the first episode of season two um, was, I believe, a Viking's Funeral. Was that the first episode? Yep, Viking Funeral, yeah. episode one. And um, they did a. They tried really hard to get me to hate Sam in this episode. Yeah, but I didn't necessarily disagree with everything with no. him. But I feel like he... I'm very much Sam. He's, his, My he's, girlfriend told me that same thing. <laughs> Not a good like remark his in a good way his threatened masculinity like he you know afraid of the power even though like it was made very clear that ruth was an integral part to making glow work and he's kind of brushed up against that 
Um, and maybe they'll pick it up in the back five of the of the season. But um, what they did with you know getting rid of the Viking at the end spoiler alert for episode one spoiler um, they did a real they did a real good job of making me kind of pissed off at Sam for the way he was treating things, especially yeah. after the success of the glow opening intro, which I thought was fucking amazing. Yeah, but I don't know. It feels like they flip flop on how you're supposed to feel about Sam throughout the whole thing because. His his whole storyline with Justine is just like well, it's shades of. Opposite. I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely they're they're not trying. I I think what they're actually doing, and I think it's even more um, apparent when you get later into the season with the Liberty Bell versus Welfare Queen big blow off match, where they're showing the duality of the characters yeah. that you're not just the characters that you're playing. You know, the bad guy's not not actually a bad person. And I think they're trying to show that kind of with Sam where. He does bad things. Maybe he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's just an asshole. Yeah. You know, um, I just want to let you guys know, I rewatched this show with my girlfriend. I watched the first season. Humble over, brag. And her number one uh, favorite character on the show was uh, Randy, um, Debbie's child. Oh, okay. The baby. The baby. Yes. And uh, she was so mad that they replaced the baby. <laughs> So mad. So her favorite character on the show was the ch- was the the small infant child. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I, I feel like you didn't press it for a number two. Um, no, <laughs> I don't close. No, I mean I <laughs> I'm with you. Like I, that's kind of a. I mean, I could probably. So she doesn't like the show. No, no, she no, she loves the show, but her favorite character is the baby. Uh-huh. Let me just say, um. She ended up getting into it. Okay. So she ended up like, like getting into the characters until you guys got to episode, f- at the end of episode of five, oh, and she, she wanted to watch more. Huh? She was so mad. <laughs> so, so mad. So, Mikey, you, uh, were you watching this with Katie? Yes. Okay. So you, how did she? Does she like Glow? Did she like mm-hmm. season one? Yep. She loves it. She loves it. Ashley oh. didn't think she was gonna like it because she's her words were, "I didn't think I was going to like it because you like it." <laughs> Wow, fair that's uh, okay. That's fair. fair. Um, so let's take a step back real quick. So as I mentioned, Viking Funeral, I'll just do a quick synopsis of the episode so that way we can dig into some of the bigger plot points. Um, JC, can you edit out my girlfriend's name? Yeah, right now. Hold for edit. Perfect. Perfect. She's not going to do it. Did I did I put Tony Atlas's <laughs> fucking sure promo did. in oh, there? You, you definitely yeah. put. That was awesome. You definitely put. All right. Team report. All right, all right, all so right. So we open up in episode well, one. Hold, hold on. So, synopsis, nerves run high as the ladies return to work and meet a new cast member. To boost morale, Ruth takes the gang on a raucous outing at the mall. So, that's just the the bare bones. Okay, that's fair. So, uh, Junk Chain obviously took her role. Replaced. Her big Hollywood (sighs) role that she got and is replaced by... um, uh, uh, Junk Chain. Junk Chain. Uh, Right, of course, but she's... (laughs) Yo-yo. Stripper? Uh, uh, she's a stripper. Dancer. No, whoa, 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 whoa. She's a stripper. She's an she exotic dancer. She's a, she's, well, she's not, a, she's not a stripper full time. She only does it on Fridays when her girlfriend's bartending to make her jealous. Yeah, because progressive, she's a lesbian. And Fridays are the most busy nights. Yep. That's true. That, I mean, that's she just a fact. Money. Um, she's a great dancer, though. She is a great dancer, and that was probably one of my favorite things later on. Uh, uh, I was really, I was really scared that they were going to have Cherry gone for good, like that she wasn't going to be around. Ashley was also worried about that. Like, well, especially because it took 
a couple episodes before she did show up again. And I was just like, oh man, are they just gonna like? I mean, they made it made sense, and the husband's still around, well, but like, too, he's the like ref. right because too they like they they don't it does they don't take a long time to make you not like this new junk chain. Like they a little bit like the girls are she a little just apprehensive. Shows up. She's there. You don't. You're just kind of like, all right. She's just thrown into this role, and it feels like they're like, okay, you're yeah. the new junk chain. And that's she doesn't it. know who she's being, who she's replacing. She doesn't. She know, knows like, nothing, right? Well, so I, and I think that again goes back to that duality part between the characters and the perception is that she shows up. Oh, she's a bad guy. She's stole Cherry's job, and she's the new junk chain. Bullshit. And then you find out. Oh, you know, she's, you know, she's a dancer and she's just trying to make a job and make a living. She didn't, act, you know, she, Sam approached her for the job at the club. Like, it was one of those things where I, I think that's just maybe the theme of the season where there's more, you know, layers to the character that you're just not good or bad. There's different parts of you. I don't know. You know, um, it's funny because they were all kind of like against the new woman, Yolanda, coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But, um... Ruth actually brought it all together because uh, it looked like there was going to be a fight. It looked like there was going to be an argument. But um, Ruth yeah. really stepped it up this season from what I've seen so yeah. far. She um, she solved everything with a song, actually. That's <laughs> right. And uh, if Mike Pave wants to give me my intro. Uh-oh. All right, here we go. It's time for Lumberjake's titular song of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, here. I just want to give you this right here. So cease and desist or stop singing my song. Uh-huh. Yep, trademark. You're going to, you know. Damn oh, it. Trademark John Cena's backup mm-hmm. rapper. What am yep. I going to do? I don't know. Give us our song, Lumberjake. <clears throat> Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement you show it. Love is all around, no need to waste it. You can never tell, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Remember when we were in uh, Canada? Yep. You did that? <laughs> I yeah, sure did. threw did. his hat in the yeah. air. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're Back gonna make it after it's all. It's at the end of one of our blooper videos. Sure is. I don't know why, but I put it in. Uh, MySpace originally? It was. MySpace original. Kids, MySpace. Was Mikey in your top eight? Of course. <laughs> but, like, which number, though? I mean, I don't remember the exact number. He was... Listen, my top eight, there was no number one. You guys were just in the inner circle. I was not on your MySpace. No, I didn't say you. Yes, I meant, you but did. I, no, I said by you guys, I didn't mean you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be clear on that. You were not a part of that. We were not friends on MySpace, but I will not add you. Gee, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Uh, it was on my phone and it's lost forever. Did you know Dan Terry disabled his WrestleCrap account so I couldn't go back and read his old <laughs> posts anymore? It's all right. We got screenshots. Sure do. We'll have those memories forever. We got you, Dan. We know what you did on that day in September. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm also so happy Bash is back. Bash, man. And the first thing I noted from the first episode is that I think Mike Pava should wear every outfit Bash does. I fucking love Bash. Bash is the best. I love the man. Sebastian. Um, He's so so excited. He loves wrestling. And oh my God. 
pulling at the heartstrings some of these episodes with oh, Bash. Yeah. yeah. He well everybody's on a journey in this season. Everybody's yeah, yeah. like, you know I love it. A poor Beirut. Like oh, immediately trying to find any way out of well, We'll get there. Well, even in the first episode, she says she's she's sitting there wistful about like wanting to try to find a way out. So, yep. like they set it up in episode one. I can only hope eventually that by the season finale, she gets her something. Chance. She needs it. Yeah. So, Ruth takes them all to the mall to film an intro. Well, because before that even gets there, though, they're trying to recreate the building from the season finale yes they're putting up chandeliers trying to make it look like the same building and i didn't at first i didn't get it like i'm like what are they doing all so much construction it didn't put it together to me until after when they brought the big chandelier in yeah and they were trying to basically like it's the hotel use bat like the intro from the season finale and then kind of intercut it to smart. show, yeah, I, I thought that was really clever, and they're like, I think it's also smart on like, you know, you know, you're producing a TV show, you're using one set that you use for everything, yeah, as the studio, but also I think by doing that, I'm hoping that maybe it doesn't even happen this season, but I'm hoping it builds to like them getting a big show outside of the studio, yeah, like maybe at the Brooke Hogan Building, mm, bringing her back, maybe. Um, but I feel like at that point, at that stage, Ruth is really trying to be Sam's number two. And Sam's just, he's got so much else that on his mind, he doesn't give a fuck. Well, what he has That's... on his mind is his fucking daughter at home. Right. Who's just a troublemaker. What was her name again? Scab. S- <laughs> Justine. The Scabber. Scabber. Scabber loves you. And she's a... She so she is officially sixteen. So yes. you guys were correct when you guys were saying she's when he said, "How old are you? You're eighteen. We'll see about that." So you guys uh, were right. She was underage. Yeah, and he did grab her sixteen-year-old boob. <laughs> he sure did. His and daughters. spoiler: Bash grabs it later this <laughs> season. <laughs> well, that's all right because Bash may not really be into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was getting those vibes also. Um, with with Sam distracted by his daughter and trying to get this TV show off the ground, he kind of doesn't leave Ruth in charge, but is almost kind of like, "Go do your f- whatever." Yeah, he does, but he doesn't. And I think like, that's when when you, when Jake mentioned that, like, "Let's go to the mall," and like she comes up with this plan to film this intro, and she gets her possible love interest. Yeah. Who uh, I can only describe as Sam Roberts with a mustache. <laughs> That's like, not Sam. He, not no, n- not not Sam. <laughs> but he looks like what Sam you'd think Sam Roberts' dad looked like. Okay. But um, he's a former porno film uh, cameraman. Yeah, it's hard to get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to not like this storyline why i don't know i just i don't know you hate malls you just feel uh, no, 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 I mean, I mean. <laughs> you feel like it's been like oh of course she's getting a love interest oh I the love on interest is what you're not yeah. happy with yeah um not that i wasn't happy like i just i was like okay like this is where they're going like, yeah well yeah, seeing so where they the romance angle but as the episodes went on i fell more in love with it i guess well i, I think uh, well go ahead my this was one of my first theories that I came up with. Ooh, a theory? Yes, I think that Debbie is going to fuck that guy. I can see that. I can. I can definitely De- see that. 
she's fucking being so mean to him, trying to get Ruth to not go with him, and she's going to. Well, I have my own theory. What's that? Spoiler to uh, up to episode five. I feel like Debbie is going to fuck the president of the network in order to try to save Glow. Another theory. Debbie's going to pr- fuck the president of the United <laughs> States. Other theory. Debbie's going to fuck me. Right. Nah, disproven. Damn it. <laughs> Goddamn fake news. Um, well, Debbie is definitely being set up for... She knows... She's a, she's a vet. She knows how it goes. Well, she called so... it out from that from Jump Street. She called it out. Because she even said to Ruth, like, don't fuck this up for everybody. So, okay. So they film at the mall, and they do their little intro. Did they, they do this for real and glow? Did they do this filming an intro at the mall? I don't... I, I feel like they probably filmed around the casino like that not necessarily a mall but i feel like they would do guerrilla filming like that just be like running around a hotel casino fucking doing shit you know yeah just doing their own thing Uh, i thought it was awesome i thought like i thought it was really good having everybody in character yep yeah that was really cool I, i loved the bit when Fucking fortune cookie smashes the hairdryer on Yolanda's head, and she sells it. Everyone's like, "Oh!" But uh, she, no, it's like, no, no, no. She's good. And then it's yeah, she's all fine. She's just selling. Yeah, I like that. I think my favorite bit at the mall was when the security guard showed up. Yes, he was. He was also a cop on Seventh Heaven. So I like to think he (laughs) grew up from being a mall cop in the '80s to being a real police officer on Seventh Heaven. Okay. All right, I like that. Mikey, put down your cease and desist. Oh, no. Uh, His cease and desist. So they filmed this intro, and as they're first watching it, in walks Sam, in walks the producer, in walks, I don't know, I think there was some, probably Bash. Just the, uh, Bash was with them, because Bash is just trying to hang on and be cool with everybody and be everybody's friend. But uh, the producer forces them to put it on. Right, the exec is like, hey, because Ruth wants to show it to everybody, show it to Sam, yeah. and, you know, she's, like, really excited, and when the executive walks in, he's like, oh, never mind, we can yeah. do this later. He's, he's like, like, no, no I'm just... I want to see it. I'm just a fly on the wall. Yeah. And I think, again, the subversion of that is that they play it. It's awesome. Yeah. Although I, I kept on getting mad when they kept on cutting away to the, the girl's reaction. I'm like, no, go back to the video. I want to see what's happening. I just want to see the video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the executive loved it. He was like, this is great. This is, you came up with this, Sam? This is fantastic. And Sam's like, oh, oh yeah, this is really great. And then... Uh, Second he leaves the room. He fucking, he starts yelling. He's like, who's the director here? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know if there was any confusion because I don't know who the fuck said that you guys could go to a mall and film an intro and blah, blah, blah. And this is the first place my girlfriend compared me to Sam, where they, uh, Bash goes, hey, they're right outside the door. He's like, I don't fucking care who can hear me. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a, a lumberjakeism. Sure is. Yeah. Um, but out of the fucking blue, Vicky the Viking stands up. Well, it's not completely out of the blue, only because at the mall, after they were done filming, you know, she went to Ruth and she goes, I like when you're directing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, So it kind of plants that seed where she knows what Ruth did in the season finale, getting the big show off the ground, and, like... They're having fun doing this shoot. Right. Like, it's not a lot of pressure. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, so but I think it does show like, oh, I'm like I'm letting you know that I think you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. So that way it's not Ruth that tries to stand up to Sam. It's it's her. And it's like, wow, what what the fuck is the Viking doing? Yeah. And it feels like no matter what Ruth does, she doesn't get that acknowledgement from Sam. That's fucking Ruth's life. She yeah. can, she's always just short of getting the acknowledgement she actually wants. Well, like in and as ma- as many strides as she's taken this season, she just gets shit on left and right. Like yeah. she does not like But like that as that's happening, my girlfriend's saying like um okay, but I can't feel bad for her. She fucked her best friend's husband. Like, just, she keeps, like... We can't get over that? We can't can't move past that? As a girl? No. I guess that's true. (laughs) I don't know. I guess, like... Um, Debbie disputes her contract. And meets up, has, like, a dinner with it's her and her husband meeting with the executive and his wife. And I like how Debbie uses the executive's wife to, like, get some power. Gives her a copy of the contract. He's like, oh, she doesn't need one. He's like, oh, she shouldn't just sit here and look pretty while we talk business. And I think that's going to drive the the dynamic between Ruth versus um, Debbie this year. Is that Debbie gets that big gig and Ruth is now iced. Yes, exactly. Debbie's tr- Debbie's got the spot that Ruth wanted and she's mm. forced her way into it. And Ruth would be great at it and Ruth would be fantastic she, it's, at it's it. It's her and, spot, you know. But and Ruth has they li- listen kid, creative has nothing for you. <laughs> you know, she's getting that treatment. Well, and yeah, Sam continues to ice her. Always. So, we end with uh, Debbie revealing to Sam that she's now a producer due to contract. <laughs> Dispute. It was a nice swerve on, on to really kind of fuck Sam on that one. She she pulls the Hulk Hogan. She's got creative control. Yeah, yeah, brother. So we start episode two. So episode two we have here. It was uh. It, we started off with the filming of an episode where everyone was just going to be match, 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 match. Right. Well, just again to kind of keep the from what we've been doing. Episode two was titled Candy of the Year. And oh, okay. Candy of the year. Um, the ladies get creative when Sam forces them to compete for airtime. Debbie discovers the producer life isn't quite what she'd hoped. So um, they, they discover that having just matches is boring and it runs too long. So they're only going to they're going to cut it from five matches a week to three matches a week. So not everyone's going to get on the show, but they can audition their matches to see who's going to get on the show. But to really take a step back as for what these matches are and why they've made this decision, who the fuck was war- was it Sheila and who else? Sheila and the beatdown biddies. But who and are- Sheila refused to get pinned. She was like, "Nope, no, I'm getting pinned when I want to get pinned." And they were well, they were, they were working the scientific match, like oh, that was Sheila and Britannica later on. Later on, that wanted to wrestle. Um, but yeah, like the the they're bringing in just people off the streets to fill seats and to be a part of it, and it's kind of boring for them. And they're trying to get those reactions. So I get from Sam's perspective that you know you need to kind of make them fight for it and see who has the spark especially a bunch of girls that aren't like you know they're brand new so they need to be bringing something to the table i think this was also great as an opportunity to have the individual girls kind of showcase their personalities and like how they feel about the gimmicks that they're doing yeah 
Um, because again, it gives that tease for Beirut where she's Beirut. trying to find any way out of this character that I love. I love. She talks about how she has an idea for the rebirth mm-hmm. and how she's going to rise out of the ashes and be Phoenix. Yep. And mm-hmm. my favorite thing about it is she said um, she's going to be red and yellow and I remember how much she said her grandmother loved Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. so the red oh, and yellow represented awesome. like that That's awesome. it's also one of those things where her idea is great in theory and she has this idea of what she wants to do the Bettys are just overhearing her and like they're gonna like oh, I'm gonna copy it fucking <laughs> but cunts I hate them they did such a good job with it and then when Beirut shows up with her gimmick to try to rebirth herself it's so lame looking it's, it's so funny because the beatdown biddies are sitting there stretching going what do you have in mind she's like I'm going to explode myself in a bomb vest and rise out of the ashes. I'm going to be Phoenix, and I'm going to be a beautiful, graceful wrestler. What do you guys have? Oh, we don't have anything yet. Yeah. And then they go, how about you guys, to Sheila and Britannica? And Sheila covers Britannica's mouth and goes, don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila knows, man. Sheila's the smartest one in the room. Yep. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my favorite line. It was actually from the last episode, but I wrote it down because Sheila fucking killed me with it. Um, Where they're all together, all the girls are outside, they're talking, and uh, (laughs) somebody asks them what Cheers is about. Yes, yes. And like, oh, it's about this... Uh, invisible woman named this, Vera. This invisible woman named Vera. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so fucking brilliant and quick. Yeah. But like, that's how I knew that they knew Sheila was a breakout character because they're giving her these awesome One-liners. little... One-liners. And I love like the little quirks I give her. Like last season, she could just randomly play piano, but she could play one song. <laughs> yeah. And then this season, she's like an amazing typer. She can type everything super really fast. fast. Yeah, it's fucking great and gets everything. Also, Done. bashes... Um, when ba- whenever Bash is around, like I'm always like loving every like little detail he's that so he has. He's so enthusiastic but and happy about everything. On prep day, he's dressing up as a preppy. And he's all preppy. <laughs> And, and he feels so stupid. He rips his sweater vest. He, he takes his sweater off that he had wrapped around <laughs> his neck. He's just like, oh, I'm so stupid. Like, he's just Prep trying Amy. so hard. I'm like, I feel so bad for the guy. I want to give him, him. He's so great. Um, in order to fuck over Ruth because Sam's pissed at her, he, uh, he intentionally didn't give her a match. Right. And then when she complained about it, he said, okay, you can have uh, Junk Chain, who doesn't know anything about wrestling. But... Um, Ruth learns she can dance when they go out to lunch together and she finds out that she's a lesbian, finds out she's a stripper, and then she a car drives up playing some hip hop and she gets up and fucking kills, kills it. it. Um Junk Chain new Junk Chain, Junk Chain two point yeah. um, has a great line where kind of Ruth is kinda of asking her about the whole being a lesbian thing and Jung Chain looks at her like you're doing girl on girl softcore porn right now. Like, yeah. Yep. Like what's the difference? And it was really like, man, all right, like, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's one of those things where yeah, the show's based in the '80s, but you can clearly tell the producers are kind of shining that 2018. They just, yeah. Well, here's the thing too: we what we have in these first five seasons is we have some pushback. Yes. Uh, from either advocate groups or church group or whatever. Hmm. Um. Yeah, no, especially in the next episode, we really start to see the... And, and that was actually one of the things that I was curious about is the time frame of when Glow is happening here. So we know that the season finale was the pilot. Yeah. And they aired it, and it was great. But then, like, when we get down to when Liberty Bell and Welfare Queen wrestle their championship match, yeah. it's been months. 
So that means, in theory, Glow's been on for a couple months, a year, like. I mean, at least at months? least three to four. Like, yeah, it could be at least four to six months. So, which isn't really that long. It's not that long, but it makes me wonder. Like, I wonder where the time frame of things are. But you got to think if it's going to be going for months and it's like a weekly thing, what's like four times four? I mean, we couldn't even imagine to do the math. But then. <laughs> But then you have, like, so then you wonder, like, sometimes it feels like episode one to episode two are, like, continuations, like, the next day, when in reality, it's probably not. It's more like a couple weeks. So, like, you, I, not that I'm wishing that there was more of a concept of this is how long it's been, but it made me curious, especially when they were like, Welfare Queen, you haven't wrestled in months. Yeah, right. And it's like, whoa, wait, what's going on here? She wrestled at the end. Well, she wrestled at the end of the season last season. Right. So, this was the pilot. That was just the pilot episode of Glow. Was it? Yeah. The they, pilot wasn't that like one thing they did. That was the entire like the season finale of season one of Glow was the filming of the pilot episode okay. for their show. Okay. So since that pilot episode, the TV studio picked them up. They've been on the air for we can at least say three months, four months. So just I wonder. That's why I wish there was a little bit more of a concrete of like they've been on the air for this because they become. They're not popular enough, but they're they're just doing the matches. They haven't got to the doing the storylines and doing the, the show yet. The, the show that really gets them going. All this prequel shit, though, you know, it's like get to the fucking firework factory. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I I like that they're drawing it out. I mean, I, I mean, I hope there's two more seasons. Oh, three I, more no, they're gonna to milk. Go. No, like, don't get me wrong. They're gonna milk the hell out of. You know, I mean, there's a lot I, of good stories in in the real glow that they can probably they can pull from too. Yeah, and I really. Th- truly believe in my heart of hearts that we're going to see um, Ruth Wilder in a WWE ring eventually. I'm really we're upset it hasn't Alice happened yet. Wrestle. I mean, if they let uh, Stephen Amell, uh, the Green Arrow, do Fucking a thing, let, let Snooki, fucking Snooki, yeah. Ruth, fucking Allison Brie would fucking kill it. I would love, 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 love for so her Debbie, to get a shot. Debbie wants to have fondue with the boys. <laughs> Want to go fondue some cheddar? Just fondue with cheddar. Um, I've again. I feel like these shades of uh, these shades of gray for these characters. Like you want to kind of hate Debbie for what's going on, but you can't hate her too much because, because she was wronged. And then she gets she gets fucking it cold shouldered by bat. Be a bitch. No, no. But that's what like, I'm saying. Like there, there's different facets to it. She's wrong for how she treats the situation. But then she gets fucking fridged whoa, whoa, by the Snooky. The situation. What are we talking about here? Hey, listen, Mikey D, Paulie D. Oh, Mikey P. <laughs> um, but I, like she I, she gets fucking fridged by Sam and Bash, and then and then like you know, welfare queen's there to show up. Fridged ice. You guys with your slang. You know. You know, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, <laughs> fridged, fridged, fridged. Man, put like, it in she's that just ice making box. stuff up now. Ice yeah. box from my old giants. Yeah, that's right. Classic. <laughs> you know, she got peacocked. So, um, <laughs> I love Scab going to the shit pope concert. Oh my god, shit pope's amazing. <laughs> and I love the drummers wearing a pope hat. Yep. <laughs> Uh, it reminded me of in Wayne's World when they went to go see the shitty Beatles. Oh, you're yeah. like, oh, are they any good? No, they no. suck. <laughs> oh, so it's not just a clever pun. <laughs> like I assume that's going to shit Pope and be like, oh man, shit Pope, they're any good? No, man, they're shit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that was fucking great. 
Um, I also love Scab basically being like, go sell your own fucking shirts. I know. After she starts a fight yeah. at his concert, he's like, what the fuck? I'm playing. She's like, fuck you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like, so again, I wonder if that's one of those things where they didn't get a real chance to see what was working and what wasn't in first season, but they wanted to eliminate the boyfriend character early on. Maybe he comes back later. I don't know. Yeah. But it seemed like a good elimination of being like, just kind of get rid of him. Yeah. Like, I think that was his exit, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, Mikey, you were mentioning um, about them getting a few seasons out of the show and whatever else. I did kind of look it up, and while the ratings haven't been, like, huge for season two, they're definitely still good. So I think they're, like, I think they're definitely on par to continue. And also what's going to help them is that there were two Emmy nominations for GLOW for first hey. season. They were nominated for Best Comedy Series. Oh. And then uh, Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for Betty Gilpin, who plays Debbie. Oh, wow. cool. Good They've been all over the place, too, especially for the premiere of season two. Mm-hmm. They, were on, so, they were on SmackDown. They were on the uh, Rap Battle show mm-hmm. that we watched. Oh. I think... I think it's a bummer that Alison Brie wasn't nominated for anything because I think she's definitely like she's fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Betty Gilpin gets a nomination for an award, but she doesn't. (laughs) Oh my god! I can say at least from this season, Alison Brie definitely has a shot of getting to be a a, like getting an Emmy nod. I agree because I think she's putting in more like dynamic work. And, like, she's got Zoya down to a T. Speaking of more dynamic work, I love how much fucking uh, Welfare Queen's getting this season. Yes! She's becoming a huge character. She's getting big fucking meaty roles, lines, fucking, it's great. I'm just psyched because it's fucking karma. Like, it's just, like... Yeah, literally. (laughs) uh, Like, it's so cool to see somebody... Yeah, did you get it? Did you get what he said? I think it's awesome, Kong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that she's just... A wrestler done good. Like she was able to get out of there, yeah. and you know she she. It was a tough situation when she got hired by the WWE. She got pregnant. She had to leave. She did like what one more one off shot. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Rumble. She eliminated Michael Cole. Yeah. And then she was gone. Like that was her career. So to like she did TNA again. I think after yeah. that. But she's I, really reinventing herself. Yeah, and she's doing great work. She's getting huge like fucking accolades. Tr- and, and, and she was another one of those people that wasn't heavily featured during the first season but during the second season i feel like just like sheila the she-wolf they saw what she could do her like her little her little mannerisms her little physical comedy stuff like when she walked up to betty gilpin in the first season was like would you like me to hold your baby and she's like you know what yes and she just has a horrified look on her face just staring at ruth it's one of the funniest shit it's one of the funniest fucking things i've ever seen absolutely um so out of the three tryouts for T or, um, well, what was your favorite tryout that they that they had that well, the girls had? We had the Beatdown Biddies versus uh, Melrose. We had Britannica versus Sheila the She Wolf. We had uh, Beirut and uh, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, Zoya Both. versus Junk Chain. Yes. So what was your favorite, Mikey? Um, as much as they were assholes for doing it, I, I liked the the biddies doing their big yeah. turn. Their transformation was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I like I like their idea for that. Uh, my favorite match was probably Sheila and Britannica. They were fucking work rate beasts. Yeah, I thought that was cool as shit, and I love Thomas in the corner. <laughs> yes, uh, the <laughs> new evolving relationship for Britannica. Yes. 
after she broke up with Sam and had her heart broken. Oh, the fan. Right? Not just a fan, a dummy, a mannequin. Okay. Wait, did you not? When Mikey watches something, he watches it once and immediately leaves his head. He knows nothing about it. He takes no notes for this podcast. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. There's that thing that happened. Sure. Yeah. So she made Thomas out of spare parts, and he's a mannequin, and not involved in the match at all. And Sam can't wrap his head around why it's not involved. <laughs> why is it there if you're not using it? Good, good question, Lumberjack. I mean... It definitely yeah, some wrestling promotions that. <laughs> Ooh. Um. At the end of episode, so okay, so what, Jake, what was your favorite? Uh, so you said it was um Britannica the work rape and Sheila. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go with the dance off. I think Zoya and Junk Chain. Um. I loved their just silly. I literally hated the dance off. Oh, it, it was my least favorite. Uh, I, I liked it. Hated. <laughs> it. I enjoyed it. It was so silly in such a 80s way and so over the top that like no one would ever think that that's the thing that they should choose. But I just love how excited Ruth was to do it and she was like she learned to break dance for it. I didn't like <laughs> Ruth in that episode necessarily because I thought that um I thought that she was too like confident in her dancing ability which she shouldn't be. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like that people are like, wow, that's really good. But I'm like, no. What about that time that you walked up to that group of people and you're like, hey guys, I challenge you to a dance off. You started Jake dancing and it was just crazy and people like started joining. He goes, yeah, I know how good I am. <laughs> you put on those sunglasses and you uh, said, you know the difference between me and you is? I make this look good. Here, Here comes the man in Jake in black. And some bread <laughs> with a flannel. <laughs> um, so at the end of the episode, the producers now, so Sam, Bash, and Nathan now... Lane. Now, the yep. Producers. Yep. And uh, now Debbie. Yes. They have to decide who goes on. And even Debbie begrudgingly says, oh, Ruth and, and Junk Chain should get the shot. And this was my first note that is a recurring theme for at least the remainder of the episode's you think Sam's in love with Ruth? We talked about this a little in the season one. I don't see it going that way. Well, still, see, this brings me to that brings me to my theory. Ooh, that Ruth is gonna tell Sam what happened to her in the later episodes. Did you just pull a tick off me? No, I was trying to get you to oh. talk into the microphone. I'm sorry, I keep trying to look at you guys. I don't like being in the middle. Um, Mikey in the middle. That I feel like he's gonna what? try that. What happened to her in the last episode? Of so you think that she's gonna say, "Oh, so spoiler alert!" Hashtag Me Too movement. Yeah, somebody tries to go after and Ruth, I, and I think Sam's gonna maybe try and defend her from that. So if Sam's gonna go fuck up the president I, of the network, I, 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 I can. So what that. do you think? I can see him doing something so like that. By you saying that, are you agreeing with me that you think he has feelings I, for Ruth? I think it's. A, I feel like Ruth is like the daughter that he wanted. See, I would believe that if they didn't already have the daughter living with Sam, trying to but, like. But he's having trouble with her, and he doesn't get her. While Ruth is the daughter that he wanted. It's something. No, I don't see it that way. I don't know. We do talked you, about a do lot you of. Say yeah, do you say yes that there is a? So I'm st- in last season. I definitely felt it went that way, and when they teased it. When it ended up being Britannica that Sam was with, yeah. right. they definitely, I think, they purposefully went out of their way to make it tease like Sam was trying to get with Ruth. I say, I say no because in season one when he took her for the you know the abortion, 
I feel the like womb that goof. Was, that was a very yeah. I just <laughs> feel like that was a very. I think there's mutual respect and friendship, and I think that could easily turn, just like your relationship with me, Mikey. You know, it was built on respect uh-huh. and friendship. And then I and slowly fell in love with you. Slowly, yeah. You slowly started yeah. touching his thigh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, we, we fell in love with each other just for that mutual uh-huh. respect, you know? So I just think, like, with Sam and... Although I, d- I did actually write down that it was weird when he was staring at Ruth at yes. the end of the episode. Okay, I that was thank a little weird. you. That was, that was my note, because because that was the like, and it, and it happened later in a couple episodes later, See? where I just felt like it's it's one of those things where maybe he will never even act on it. No, I think he's in. I think he's intimidated by. I her. thought you were gonna say infatuated. Yeah, like no. he's afraid she's gonna take his spot. Yeah, I think he's intimidated. I think so he, he's like he knows that she's got something. And okay. I, don't think he, I mean that could be true. He knows what it is. I just think he. But I think there's that definitely, definitely respect there. I mean, oh, I absolutely. Know how to handle it, or know how to show it, or know how to. And th- she definitely pisses him, uh, pisses him off all the time too. Well, yeah, which I mean, again, you know, that could lead to love. He, you know, yeah, but he could just be looking at her as a threat, and like she's going to end up being my downfall, and I feel like she could end up being his downfall. Mm. But she would, but I, 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 he may like, think that, but... She'd fight for him. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. She, he gave her the shot at the end of the day, no matter what, and they did build that friendship through the end of the season mm. um, where she saved his ass in the finale. So, I mean, I do think that... And he could have fired Ruth instead of Vicky the Viking. He could. That still pisses me off. Oh, that makes me angry. But Vicky the Viking was the most useless character. Aww. No offense to her. She had a great tuchus, but... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, episode three. So episode three, See Concerned Women of America. Yep. And uh, Ruth connects with a fellow film lover and helps Debbie cook up a PSA to appease an angry women's group. Oh. Cherry struggles on the set of her new, new show. The return of Cherry in the I very was first scene. so happy. When she showed up on screen, I fist-pumped. I was like, yes, yeah! Very, uh, she's killing it with the stunts. Uh-huh, as always. However, mm. the lines are not quite that good. Yeah. I hurt for Cherry. I was, I felt so bad for her. She, she thought that she was hired because she was the best person for the job. And stunt-wise, she was. Yes. But considering, as what Sam tells her later in this episode, she was never made to be an actress. She never went to acting classes. You know what? Here's the thing. In the very first episode, freeze, motherfucker. Look what happened to that cherry. She said that and pointed a gun. I think she, uh... And then they were like, you're going to have to do that, too, to Beirut. She's like... <laughs> 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 It's a good Beirut impression. It's really solid. Um, I don't know. I I feel like um, I feel like they completely flip flopped on what the character was. I think nerves have a little to do with it too. Yeah. Like maybe she's in an environment where she felt more in control and more confident, and she's on a role where you know this British director and not really giving her direction, just like do it again, do it again, and yeah. like, and that's why I think you know. I actually, I kind of got swerved a little bit because I thought bringing Sam down was going to have his motivational speech or something to, like, motivate her to go out on set and, like, kill it. Yeah, to become the actress she can be. Oh, she's doing it. She's actually doing it. Get out in front of that camera and do what you're meant to do. Yeah, act. Yeah, act. Act. (laughs) But I feel, but then, you know, Sam 
as pragmatic as Sam is, he's like, no, that sucked. And uh, you're probably, you know, if you had a few years, you can go to acting school and drama class and, you know. So what kind of fucking network hires this fucking chick who doesn't know how to Who's read? The Sponsored by Patio World. Like, it's a fucking little Los Angeles TV now. I mean, it's not national. Yeah. And they, she was good at stunts and stuff. But, but did they just hire her because she was black? Most likely. Because they needed a black woman and a Jewish woman? Yep. Which like, that was the whole point of it. It's a show I would watch. Maybe because when she, you're right, when she does the freeze, motherfucker, like that's a typecast kind of role. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for that time, yeah, she was doing that kind of thing where this is more of a. Um, she has a lot of lines to read. Well, it's a week. Yeah, it's a weekly it's, show. She doesn't just have the. It's not like a bit character right, or whatever. Exactly. So she's got a lot more to do. Here. She has monologues to read. She can and do the stunt. She can roll over the fucking. And it car. seems like she's supposed to be the star over the Jewish girl. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I really felt for Cherry in this episode. I was so happy to have her back, to seeing her struggle so much. Yeah. And even even through the through the five that we watched, she still is struggling yeah. and hasn't really like found herself again. And you got to wonder if there's going to be some kind of showdown between her and Junk T- Chain 2.0. It's got to happen. Yeah. It's got to fucking happen. But again, I don't hate Junk Chain 2.0, so I okay. feel kind of bad. I agree that it's going to lead to that because I love Cherry, but it's like. Girl, it's not, it's not her fault. So people uh, complain about the new show. Well, the women, the concerned women of America. Of course, yes. the CWA. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking CWA in Memphis. Uh, they complain about the show. They think it's sexist. They do think it's too risque for children. Um, so they have to make a fucking PSA. Or they're going to move them... To a different time slot different or something. Slot, yeah. It would be like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes. I mean, Debbie brings up a good point, though, that with a PSA, you could do a lot with that. You just do whatever you want, really. And you get good promotion where they could put it on for other shows and things like that. So I, I think it was a good idea. And again, Sam's first instinct is to kind of scoff at it. Yeah. And it you know it takes that push for, for them to be like, you know what? Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Because... You know, he's got to deal with other shit. You know, if you want to do that, I'm going to do whatever else. Um, so it's uh, Justina started high school, Sam's daughter, and she gets to the building. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they all find out she's the only one having sex. Yeah, there's, uh, I love, <laughs> there's another great exchanges in this. Like, when, when all the girls are together, and they're in that big group mentality, yeah. and they're all bouncing one-liners off of each other. I masturbate in the shower. Oh, fucking uh, Machu Picchu. Poor girl. Poor girl. Or Beirut being very uncomfortable with the world, uh, was it Beaver? Or no, uh, oh, what was it? Fox. Yeah, it was something, something like that. Beirut was uncomfortable I with the graphic nature of the word bush. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love how they're all talking about fucking like dick and fucking fucked. And then she talks about like a, a fairly innocuous line about fucking trying to get some bush. Can you not be so graphic? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that I haven't gotten any pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, also, uh, while... All the girls are horny as fuck. Uh, Melrose has some bad cramps. Very constipated. Constipated. Um, and <laughs> Here's a special edition of Lumberjake's spoken word. Poop baby, poop baby. 
I don't really have it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh all right. Going? Um, and the most I've heard from Jenny, the ancient, uh, the Chinese character. Yes, fortune cookie. Where she goes, oh, I'll tell you my secret. I'm like, ancient Chinese secret, secret huh? huh? She also had a line in the other one where she goes, I hope they do make you Phoenix just so I can make that character, just so I can make that outfit. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You, well, like, now that now that the Vikings gone, Jenny's going to be like, I got to throw some more lines in here. I'm the most useless person on this show right now. I had that conversation. It's, <laughs> it's so true. Um, I do like how all the girls kind of made their own little American Pie sex pact. They've all decided, like, tonight we get laid. Get McKinley laid. <laughs> Uh, I also love that they dubbed their hotel the Glotel. That was pretty. That's that's pretty great. I love that. I love when Melrose um, asked the two guys to come to the party, and Ruth's guy was like, "Sorry, I already got plans tonight." And she's like, "Oh, I wasn't actually asking you." <laughs> <laughs> and where's he going to be? Oh, to go on a date with Ruth. He finally wore her down at yeah. a fucking Ruth Gordon film festival. Should have been a Ruth Buzzy film festival. Ah, uh, fuck no, because you know the last movie was Muggsy's Girl. Oh shit! <laughs> if that would have been the movie that they would have been screening, that would have been amazing. Imagine Catherine Hepburn sitting there watching Muggsy's Girls. <laughs> would that have been like a, like a three-way theater Inception moment if they're in the movie theater at there, Glow watching Muggsy's Girls? There was literally no question in my mind that they were watching Muggsy's Girls. That <laughs> Night. Well, unfortunately, they didn't get there, so they couldn't watch Muggsy's Girls. But Catherine Hepburn still watched it. She sure did. In this universe. <laughs> um, there's a scene when the scabber comes in. The scabber. <laughs> after school. And, uh, you know, Sam's just doing his thing, and he kind of, like, he remembers for yeah. a second to be, like, yeah. a dad. He's like, oh, how's school? She kind of, like, blows she, him off. Oh, she side-eyes him. Yeah. She's like, <sighs> he's like, What? At least I asked. <laughs> it's so true. He's just, he's trying. He's trying. Now that we're talking about it, Sam definitely is in like all the episodes, but I just don't feel like he he's has there. a very he's just not He's, he's not as prominent. He's not as active in the storylines and he's kind of just sitting on the outskirts. And maybe that's by design. Mm-hmm. Um I I also again I thought Bash Again, they're they're just kind of teasing Bash out, but I love every outfit that he has. And I thought in episode three here, he was really channeling his inner M. Harry Smilak. Yeah. Uh, he was really like total body slam mode. Yeah. So, but in this universe, you know, if they went out watching Muggsy's Girls, that means Bash is totally seen body slam. Not a question. And he is He's styling his war- yes Holy about Dirk Benedict. He is. Yeah, yes. conspiracy theory for the PPs. Confirmed. I mean, it's it makes sense, right? We see later on how big of a fan Bash is. We already knew how much of a big fan he was of wrestling. But then we see his little like collection. Shrine. Yeah, his shrine. We, I mean, talk about it. Let's no, talk we about it. We, we have a little time. When is that? Next episode? It's coming up in the next episode, right. yeah. We'll yeah, wait. it's coming up. We'll wait. So, All right, so go ahead. So um, uh, Fortune Cookie won't let her have the ancient Chinese secret <laughs> until she gives up her jacket which mm-hmm. Melrose says no it's my lucky jacket I wore this I met Scott Bayo and made out with his cousin <laughs> <laughs> so she's reluctant and then she finally caves and decides to give in JC what was that ancient Chinese secret Calgon no oh, oh. Mikey ancient Chinese secret um uh, I don't remember it was a fucking Fucking enema. Oh, an enema. No, yeah, that's right. Before this scene, I did write a note down being like... Bend over. Um, I, th- I thought that Melrose was going to shit all over the guy. 
Like yeah. I thought they were gonna like find like I'm gonna get laid. Like gonna almost do- like a Zach and Miri make a porno. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. I like it was a scene where she's looking at the other camera guy and she's like, mm, fuck him. And then I'm like, I wrote down, I'm like, is she gonna shit on him? Uh, she's gonna shit on him, isn't she? Like that's what I really thought. And even with the enema, I'm like, it could still happen. Yeah. Like there could be like all of a sudden just like I was expecting it to explode all yes! over the cookie. Oh, oh my the, god. Uh, or on the jacket. Yeah. Uh it never happened, but imagine if she just got shit all over the jacket and then nobody can wear it. <laughs> oh, so, that would have been so sad. But uh, Fortune Cookie, does that does not happen. Fortune Cookie wears the jacket, and she ends up stealing Melrose's guy. The guy yes, that's right. He recognizes the jacket, grabs her ass, and turns. she turns around. She, he's like, oh, it's you. You're also hot. And then they just hook up. And she was pissed. She, goes, she was. This is bullshit. Yep. You think that's going to come back later? Think there's yeah. going to be any kind of follow up to that? I think so. I also she love, holds grudges. I also well, love that does. Thomas the mannequin was floating on a pool float in the pool. <laughs> really, like puts a dark spin on mannequin two on the move. <laughs> like, what could be going on here? Britannica, like all of a sudden, her mannequin just comes to life. So, um, Cherry's still not doing well. They decide to fucking give her a uh, what do they call it? A uh, 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 blowout. It was not a blowout. Oh. They they gave it. I don't know what you say. They, they straightened, straightened her hair. Straightened hair yeah. They put chemicals in her hair and they straightened it, and she looked like a middle-aged white woman. We they were doing anything hair. they could to retool the series and retool the character to make her relatable or to fix her or to do whatever they needed to do. They got rid of her lines. Right, and the last straw for her is taking away something that she's very proud of as a black woman and her, you know, she's proud of it. Yeah. It's a part of her character. It's a part of her identity. And then like, she's telling the makeup art, the, the hairstylist, she's like, no, like I need to talk to the director. I need to talk to this. And they're like, honey, they've already talked. Like, yeah, they're, they're looking to do what they can with you. So just do what you have to do. And she kind of resigned herself to it. And then like having her hair straightened was really kind of just like a violation of her, of her character. So and really you have to think if it's like a, it's as a black woman, it must almost feel like a fucking rape to well, have them take that yeah. away from you. They did. So, well, I mean, making I don't your know if black you hair white. I mean, I don't. I mean, you think rape is too harsh? Considering what's what happens later on in the in the episode five, I think it's all connected in its own way. But my point is that she does such a good job of making it feel like it's that important. Yes, she's crying as they're putting this. As they're doing it, she she's she's and they're doing it even though she's crying and did not Mm want to do it. Yep. And that's where I wrote. That's where I had the parallel. To like a woman being fucking raped, and I think there's a lot of parallels that are done like that on purpose, and I think that is a part of it. And I think what comes yep, next, yep, two and against I, one, Mikey's around. Well, I think that's what this show does really well because it's written and directed by women, mm-hmm. and that they're letting these girls they can dress who they they don't have to gain weight, they don't have to lose yeah. weight. They want you to have be, be who the body you are, that you yeah. are in because we love the body that you're yeah. in. Yeah, and I feel like the girls feel feel that when they're acting and they get things in different ways that yeah if it was a male director it wouldn't come across as well yes i would agree with that absolutely i see i see where you're coming from on that i can agree with that so um they make a psa about teen pregnancy anti-teen pregnancy right where it was debbie goes uh how about unwanted pregnancy which makes ruth jump 
because mm-hmm. she had the abortion last mm-hmm. season, and I'm like, she's like, uh, and Debbie's like, yeah, like teen pregnancy. She's like, oh uh, yeah, 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 teen pregnancy, and she and they make the uh, the PSA. And they have Machu Picchu as a, dressed as a baby, <laughs> beating up all the other glow girls. That was amazing. And I love how everyone had something that they represented, where Zoya was international travel, and the two heavy metal girls <laughs> were parties that she wanted to go to. Like everyone had like a, a reason. International travel. <laughs> I thought that was great. It was perfect. Um, this is where uh, this is where Bash gets the second base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Justine. And fucking Sam is none is too happy Is that the first that. boob he ever touched? <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Other than his mom. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they make the PSA, and they're ready to leave. They're ready to go to the Ruth Gordon Film Festival. But uh, Debbie's like, oh, um, will you just help me work on some more voiceover work? Yeah, let's just stay in the, uh, you know. Because she is cock. She is the twat-blocking sh- princess. But sure is. fucking Ruth didn't even think twice about it. She's like, yes, definitely. Well, Ruth. Anything. Ruth, one, is desperate to rebuild yes. that friendship with Debbie. And it did for a second look like we were kind of getting that way, that things maybe looked like it could be amicable between the two. Yeah. And that ended very quickly. Well, knowing what we know from the next episode and what they're going to be building to, that Debbie versus Ruth divide is only going to deepen. Get worse. Well, here's the thing. Like, at first, Debbie asked, and then Ruth is like, well, she's getting a divorce. She doesn't want to go home, so, like, let me just be with her, and I'm sorry. Can't do it. But then at the end, Ruth is like, hey, you want to get dinner? And she goes, "Uh, no, I got to get home. She's like, oh, I didn't think you wanted to go home. She's like, oh, I got a babysitter. Oh, sorry, you couldn't go out on your date like, with uh, fucking what's his name, which like, and then that showed that she knew what she was doing the whole time. Oh, but she, but we were clued into that in the beginning when she looked at both Ruth and him, mm. could tell that they were both dressed up in their own little outfits. She, I mean, she knew from she's known from episode one. She'd watch yeah. them flirt at talk. the mall. Yep. She saw them flirting and him being, "Oh, do you want to come back to my house and edit this?" Yeah. I mean, that's my line. Oh, I use that all the time. We can just edit tomorrow. But, like, she's known from Jump Street. She's like, I'm going to stop this from happening. And then I'm going to bang him. Probably. But she's she's into the devil if he managed a Sizzler's look. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's been, te- like, I don't know. Like, Debbie, I, just, I have a bad feeling that she's up for a downfall. Like, she's, uh, I mean, we, we see it. Well, the, a downfall professionally just as much as, I mean, uh, she's on a... She's in a real downward spiral. Yeah. I think the next episode really shows her downward mm-hmm. spiral. Well, let's get into the next episode. So we open with uh, Welfare Queen. Well, the next episode is the mother of all matches. Oh. And the synopsis for the mother of all matches. On the day of the big match between Welfare Queen and Liberty Bell, uh, Tam A visits her son at Stanford and Debbie... Hits an emotional wall. Now, Lumberjack, he's going to do that again for episode of five. <laughs> I'm still not used to it. I just wanted you to... You know. I'm always caught off guard. <laughs> this this may have been my favorite episode of the five. This was a great episode. This uh, Because one, it really, really shed a light on the character for, for Tammy and for the Welfare Queen in her real life. And seeing her son at Stamp... Like, I just thought it was a great episode to really show... 
the duality of pro wrestling. You have this big main event championship match mm-hmm. tonight, but there's so much other things going on in your day. But she's making a 12-hour drive to see her son, see her son. Mm-hmm. at Stanford, while she puts on her Stanford sweatshirt, mm-hmm. and she goes and picks him up some uh, fast food. Mm-hmm. And drives it twelve fucking hours so she can that see him. Food is cold for three hours. Yeah, that's true. Like, Jesus Christ, mom! Thanks for the cold fries. Couldn't have grabbed something more local. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McDonald's down the street. Twelve hours later. Um, I do, and again, when you talk about that duality and that you know the big pro wrestling sizzle versus the domestic life, I loved uh, Welfare Queen being at Stanford in that fan. Oh her. yeah, that was fucking great. Can you take our pictures? Oh yeah, you're uh, you're on that show, uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's <laughs> World. Oh yeah, ooh, look at you, Wayne's World. I mean, we're shown that she's. And her son's like, listen, if Welfare Queen says it's not her show, it's not her show. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's Miss Queen's jacket. She, she seems to know immediately that it's not going to go over well with her son. Oh, she knew. Well, so. She knew she, she was more scared. She didn't talk about it with her son. She fucking called them up and talked about her emptying her purse. Well, yeah, he thinks that he she's still just a sea filler family feud, and um, that she's she's that's like oh you got a new gig, well you got a new job, what's going on? Like, and she's afraid to tell her son because she knows that it's a racist character and that it's uh, it's not who she is because she's the farthest thing, especially because. He's going to Stanford. Yes, he's got this good education. They're they're probably they're very. He's on a scholarship. Well respected family yeah. that she has this. One of only three side. students to get the Martin Luther King scholarship. I like, love when one girl is like, "Hey," and calls him by the wrong name. Yes. And oh yeah, and she looks at him. Oh, that's the other black kid in my in my class. And then they walk by him again, and, and he's, he's like really short guy. and white yeah. skin. That's him. How did he confuse you? That's Tyrone. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. So it was not good. Tyrone. Was... That's racist. I thought the guys were whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. So uh, hold for edit. <laughs> in the other storyline going on, Debbie gets contacted by her her ex husband's secretary uh. in order to. Find out what kind of bed you have. Yeah, what's the uh, model and uh, name of your bed, please? Mikey, can you do you know the make and model of your bed? Is it Ethan Allen? <laughs> no. Like, I know my girlfriend's bed. Whoa, humble bird. Serta. Oh. Oh, I had a bug. Serta's not good. No, Serta's fine. Why'd you? Why we like? Oh, no, it's just I wasn't class trash. You. <laughs> I. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I. But that's, that's the model, but what's the make? Yeah. Sleep number? Sleep? Sleep? Sleep number? What's your number? It's not a sleep number. Why would it's you say it then? Yeah, you said it. Sleep master? That's you just made that up. <laughs> if that's not a fucking mattress, it needs to the be. The dream master? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Freddy Krueger pops out of it. <laughs> the page master Macaulay Culkin pops out of oh. it. Oh. Um, this, makes, this makes Debbie snap. She yeah. turns into Ken Shamrock. <laughs> this also made me uh, speculate that even though it was just the secretary and he does end up having a good excuse for it later, I think he's fucking the secretary. I mean, sure. I, I'm Mark. pretty sure he'd be fucking anybody. That's a good point. That guy's. Uh, I've seen him on some other Netflix shows and other things. I think he's only hired to be douchey like boyfriend or douchey husband. Although at one point, I uh, during the first season, I thought he'd be cheating with his 
therapist, the one he was always hugging. Mm, yeah. Why are you hugging your therapist? Let's not. He probably he could have been. They yeah. could have also been fucking her. Uh, he was also in Wet Hot American Summer, uh, first day of camp. Was he? Yeah, he was one of the douchebag. Uh, ca- oh, okay. One of the he just plays douchebag characters. Like it's Tiger his. De- yeah, he was from T- Camp Tiger Claw. Oh. Uh, anonymously evil. Yeah, I mean he he perfectly fits that anonymously evil like way. So uh, Debbie decides to sell her bed and mattress, so nobody will ever know what kind of make and model it is. Mm-hmm. Although then she's strong armed by an Asian man. <laughs> so strong armed. I would. It's like, what's wrong with it? Someone die in it? <laughs> I think these are all valid well, questions. She was selling it for so fucking cheap. It's like, Probably. is this a sleep master? <laughs> <laughs> if he's if she's selling it for so cheap. If he's selling it for so cheap, why did he fucking... What does this have, lice? Like, undercut her... She's like, $500. He's like, one, 100 Yeah, you're right. He was being a dick. And she's like, 500 He goes, I don't want my mother-in-law dying on a twin mattress. He's <laughs> like, well, fuck that. I don't care. 500 Listen, I'm that- a handyman. I've got tools in a truck. I can take it right now. Son I of feel a like bitch. that guy made sense to me, man. I get it. Those fucking, it. those goddamn gar- garage sale people are the worst. Yeah, but you know, in uh, Vegas, you're the fucking worst. Whoa, con- listen, you Mikey need to have some. through a garage sale, so. Did everyone, did anyone nickel and dime you? Oh, I just give shit away. Wait, so what's the matter? What the fuck's wrong with what you? What are you trying to make money for? Just leave it on your lawn. Take then. it. Yeah, just say, you want this? Go, 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 just get out of here. Just put a free sign on it. People Three take bucks. it on the lawn. The lady was like, uh, sir, how much is this? He's like, no, shh. Just put his <laughs> finger over her mouth and just go away. Walk away. Just give me the quarter and walk away. The quarter. He's like, uh, anything for a sixpence. Go for it. It's yours. Sixpence, none the richer. Yeah. Um, I, I But... Even the little old lady that's trying to buy the picture frame at uh, Debbie's, even she admits it because at first she's like, $5, no, $30, $50. She's like, you just sold the fucking table for like the, 10 bucks. The dining like, table for $20. Yeah. Your like, prices are all over the place. And, and then Debbie starts crying because she, it's right, it's true. Yeah. I fucking, I was so pissed when she goes, everyone, everything in the building, Five dollars, and then like this one lady, she just goes oh, and starts like grabbing books off the book. Lady, she was grabbing books. There's up. so much more expensive. She, someone walked out with a stuff, fucking standing lamp. That was way more than five. You could have grabbed anything else that wasn't books. But she, those but books she, were worth a buck if they. Yeah. But she also put all those books. There. She goes, it counts as one book. <laughs> she just walked out, gave a fiver. She's like, see, she would have accepted it. She just wanted to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. She got rid of everything just so she could drink wine and smoke joints. <laughs> And sing fucking Home on the Range. Oh, yeah, that is true. She was, a, she was all right at singing. No, she's pretty good. Um, and this is all in the lead-up. We haven't even gotten to the big match. Well, well, yeah, because we're not there yet. No. Because she gets a phone call. She forgot the fucking baby at daycare. She forgot Randy. Who hasn't? Fuck Randy. Ashley didn't forget Randy. Well, she was pissed because he's been replaced, right? She really was. Like, but I mean, she understands that babies can't baby. eat. Yeah, like, especially if we're saying this is like months, four months, months later, months five months later. later. I told her this, but she was like, "No, nah, but that baby can't act." <laughs> the other one could. Yes. All right. It's a good baby actor right there. Um, but one it's the a, best. I've seen lots of media where they talk about like parents leaving their kids behind and things like that in a hot car. I know. A hot, well, like uh, like left at a grocery Happens store. Happens at uh, Walmart. 
happens all the time. Yeah. People are fucking idiots. Yeah, I don't have kids. So, I mean, I have my son's grown up, so I don't have to really worry about that. He was grown that. up when you had him. Yeah, I adopted him at 24. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't have kids. I don't and like. now you're a granddad. I'm Now I'm a grandfather, uh-huh. which means I guess someday I'm going to have to leave Chris at the at the market just to yeah, kind of get a taste for it. <laughs> Um, Tamay's son forces her to bring him to the show once she has to reveal what she does. Yep. So it's uh, Welfare Queen and Liberty Bell, and they they're both about they're like standing in gorilla position, and they both start talking about their sons, how Tammy's sons in attendance, how fucking Liberty Bell forgot her son, and she was like, you know. My son, I forgot him at the store for three hours before. <laughs> he made friends with all the cashiers. Yep. Now he's in Stanford. He'll be fine. It's true. Because I guess these kids are fucking resilient. So they have a match. Match is awesome. I had a blast watching. Like, Pretty good match. Yeah, I thought it, for, for the limitations and for what they were trying to do, and also that big match feel. Yeah. Sponsored um, by Patio World. Yeah, hits her with a patio chair. That was fantastic. It was great. Um, the crowd's amped up for it. We're finally seeing the crowd really reacting for these characters. Um, Debbie gets the win. Yeah, they wrestle. Well, so I don't know about you guys, but there was that half second brief moment where I'm like, is Welfare Queen going to like not put her over? When like she, she's looking at her when son. She, when they were locked up and she was like, like what, are you all right? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's just, just let's do it. She glances back at her kid. She's well, looking at him. He also gave... Mixed emotions, because at one point it looks like he's like. At first, it looks like he's kind of down on it. Then he kind of he sees everyone's kind of yeah. into it, and he's he's kind of getting to it. And then he's back. Down well, when they're it. chanting "chicken," he's kind of like, "All right, this is cool." But then they, whenever it turned <laughs> racial or it turned into like something where like, yeah, well, how about after Liberty Bell won the match? Oh yeah, and she had to fucking mess it all up with that post-match promo. Yeah, she went too far, and. Again, it kind of feels like that, what they're building to with Debbie later in the season. Debbie's kind of the heel. Heel turn? That's, I'm, I'm not, I'm Double not turn? discounting it. I'm not Liberty discounting Bell it. Liberty Bell turning heel? Yeah. Liberty Bell I think Bell that's turn- a strong possibility. I think it's, I think this was a tease for it. All right. And, and I think Debbie just might become the queen bitch. And if she just might, let's say, okay, let's just say she, she fucks the TV executive. She... Want doesn't want to drop that championship belt to Zoya, yeah, or championship crown rather. Uh, then, like she turns, she's the bad guy. She's at the end of the season, she's the bad guy. Um, she let, let's explain why she would be the bad guy with this final scene. Yeah, where she defeats Welfare Queen in the ring, and she goes, Welfare Queen, she's not that bad. She has a family. She has many, many children. <laughs> and uh, I actually, start to feel bad for her. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually got you a job at the local uh, fast food establishment and puts an apron on her and a fucking gives her a mop. A broom, yeah. Or a broom, rather, and starts chanting, get a job. <laughs> get a job. And the get fans. Get a job, sparkling wiggle. Oh, oh. <laughs> My God. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. You <laughs> cannot say that. Yeah, Mikey, we've, we, our sponsors just too pulled much. out. Patio <laughs> World just canceled on us. So, uh, um, I love, also chanting get a job is 
little the little girl mm-hmm. dressed as <laughs> Liberty Bell in the crowd, which turns out for the great payoff when the only other glow girl in this episode is at the very end. Uh, Zoe, uh, Ruth is watching the match, yeah, proud of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. Then seeing the shit show that was happening after Welfare Queen ran out of the ring, yeah. and once again, it was completely the day. saving the day. It was completely silent and awkward. And then they cut to the like a black girl in the crowd with the American flag that's like. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Some bad shit's going down here, and I want no part of it. I love Baskets in the ring trying to save the moment, going, Why don't you tell the people about your daughter? She's like, yeah, my daughter, uh, Savannah Rose. And Bash goes, Savannah Rose, how relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bash. Bash is the best. So so uh, Ruth kidnaps the girl in the crowd yeah. as a plant. It's brilliant. She's like, go with it. Is it okay? And like k- kidnaps Liberty <laughs> Bell's daughter. The perfect glow storyline. And like, I'm part of the show. Just can I, can I take her? And the mom's like, yeah, okay. It's yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. It's the 80s, man. Anything goes. She goes, hey, you're a pro wrestler. It could have been worse. You could have been a supermarket. Could have <laughs> left you behind there. Oh, David Ruprick? <laughs> supermarket sweep? Yep. Um, so I they, lo- they get the crowd to turn back around. Yes, and what I, I love screaming about Savannah Rose. <laughs> I love how the, <laughs> Ruth has her and she's bringing her to the back. She, oh, keep screaming one more time, one more time, mommy, mommy. It's so good, Perfect. so good. And I, what I loved best about this episode is that it, again, it only revolved around really welfare queen and Debbie, and then that small cameo at the end with Ruth. But it was yeah. really. A study on just them, like there was no Sam, there was no other other the other girls. It was like girls. a mother's episode. Yeah, I thought it was really great. I was I was really happy that they did that. And I mean, I only know they do, they only do ten episodes a season, but I would love to see them do more of that in the future. So we bring this up to episode five. Can I just hold say, on? <laughs> what did you want to say, Jake? I just wanted to say, I want to hear what the title <laughs> and the synopsis was. All right. Well, I'm glad you asked, Jake. Uh, episode five, perverts are people too. Perverts so are true. people too, baby. And the Mike um, Pava story. <laughs> uh, the synopsis, a request from the network puts the producers on edge and the wrestlers capitalize on their growing fan base while Ruth receives a surprising invitation. I hope it's not from a producer of the that Spoiler uh, alert. Did we talk about the bash thing yet? Is that well, this, this is this episode. That's right. this episode. Right. But it starts off again with our, our superstar, Sheila. Yes. Who sees her doppel, her biggest fan dressed, dressed like as her. Sheila. Yes, um, this is great. This was another true life wrestling moment where you have all these fans outside waiting to see their favorites. And he was furious that she wasn't going to take a picture with him. <laughs> he was like, come on, I drove all the way, like, from wherever. And while Sheila's the big baby face, I loved when Ruth came out as Zoya. Yeah. And the crowd started booing her. Just yeah. to heal it up. And it's just like, that's wrestling. I love that. And I love that they show these little parts of it, because that's the best part of the job. Yeah. Um, they cut to them having a meeting inside the office, and uh, Sam is complaining because they didn't get water. And they're like, if we don't get water, we don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, they're waiting for their big meeting. I'm like, I don't get water, we're done. Like, it's, we're screwed. I, I think there's water fronted by the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> um, we find out at this point that um, Bash's butler has gone. Florian? Florian. He's left. He's just disappeared. Yeah. Let's 
I mean, let's break this down about Bash. Let's talk. Mikey's been wanting to talk about I, Bash now. Yeah, I'm just really kind of confused by the what whole are you, thing. Yeah, I think he's a little confused. Yeah, if you know what I mean. I mean, so does he just not? We obviously see his shrine to wrestling. Yes. Yeah. On one side, it's you know your mainstream stuff. When he flips it around, it's more of a hulky masculine type thing. Uh huh. And kind of a light bulb goes off. Like, all right, okay, and like he's he's sense. he's flexing, like trying to like mm-hmm. do the wrestler, wrestler pose. He wants. To he's trying to do like a superstar a Billy Graham. Like he's yeah, the arm pose. So what are you? What is your? What are your? Well, what are you getting at, Mikey? I just don't know. I'm kind of just confused by the whole thing. Does he not know that he's gay? Does he not so, know what gay is? Does he not know? I like, think you've got it. Like, if he's with Florian, he knows what gay is. But well, but saying. he, but that's he, maybe point. he doesn't because he walks into he that gig bar like oblivious. He just, um, he, I don't know. Do you think he? Do you I, think he's? Do you think he's in love with Florian? Do you think Florian's in love with him? I think he doesn't realize what because I think I think at the end of the day he's a kid in uh, an adult body. I think he has that kind of like arrested development where he's. You know, he's still idolizing his wrestlers and, you know, he's looking to his mom to pay everything for him. And, like, he's got that stunted growth. And then he's he needs Florian because Florian's always by his side. He's gone. He goes to this bar, oblivious that it's a gay bar. Yeah. And, like, he shows up there and, like, the second the bartender, like, kind of hit on him and, mm-hmm. like, it clicked. It took a couple minutes. He was very uncomfortable right. immediately. So that kind of confuses me as well. But that's just, I think that's part of the point. Is his confusion. Exactly. It's his own confusion. That's what he's not sure of. And that's why he, he after he left the bar, left Carmen at the bar, and he went back to, to his mom's house and had that conversation with his butler. But here's the thing. I don't think he feels that way for Florian. They're old best friends. He loves Florian. They've been friends since, like, what? I think they were friends since, since like first grade or since something. Since they were children, yeah. When they met the judge, exactly. together, in a picture to Sebastian and Florian, stay honest, stay okay. fair, stay just. Your friend, the judge. So they've been Logan Chambers. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been best friends since they were kids. Yeah. So so I like, don't think he loves them like that. I mean, I I'm just saying it. I'm not saying it can't be that thing. I'm just not discounting it because I think they've purposefully set up i think even in past episodes kind of like well uh, earlier in this episode before we get to the gay bar you know we find out that bash has been staying at the glotel sleeping in carmen's uh, garfield sleeping bag well and 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 some of the girls think that maybe Machu Picchu is She's getting sex some. with, with Which I think there may be something because they had that kiss during the first season. Not so if I, he's gay. So, but what if Machu Picchu's in love with Bash, but Bash is gay? I could see that. Although I don't even feel like at this point, like even in that scene at the bar, I, d- I never read from her like point of view that right. she was like wanted to get in with him and like she they're kind of really best friends because she knows that Florian's gone who do you think she's thinking about while she's masturbating in the shower Melrose (laughs) is that what you were thinking about when you were masturbating in the shower you'll find out you were thinking of Melrose Place yeah Wait, that's yeah. that's not too much. Stevie, don't I don't know what Melrose Place because <laughs> I I don't think Melrose Place has a song. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they do. Melrose Place. Why do you talk Welcome to, to an angel? Yeah, that's right. That's not Melrose, Melrose Place though. Heights. That was the other show that was on with <laughs> 90210. Yeah. The Heights. The Heights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's like trying to catch Get a, a falling, falling star. Cease and desist. <laughs> From Damn the heights <laughs> on Fox. <laughs> That's how you know we're never going to have to worry about getting sued. Because even if we got popular, we're the most random fucking shit. We just got a letter from that group that sings in their car to stop playing their step-by-step theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the Trichette band. I love yep. them. Mm-hmm. So we get, we get a fucking an actual dick pic in this episode. Mm. They fucking Polaroid picture sent to Britannica of a guy's massive dick. <laughs> I mean, good for them. That's I think that's the first bit of nudity this season. Oh, I'm also uh, speculating that Bash will get caught in Machu Picchu's room by Goliath Jackson. Ooh. Like the father catches All him right. in the bedroom yeah. with his daughter. Which reminds me, so far this season, kind of a lack of cameos, huh? From the pro wrestling from world. The wrestling yeah. community, yeah. That's true. There was They were filling brim to brim in season one, but I think that also goes to show that they're a lot more confident this season and they don't need to maybe try to... Throw that in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, would, I would hope that maybe we'll get a couple, but... It's definitely uh, something that I noticed. I'm like, oh, it's f- we're five episodes in. And we haven't had one like guest appearance from anybody. Um, so they all decide that they're going to start having pictures sold and stuff like that. Got to sell their gimmicks, brother. Sell their merch, bro. And Bash also talks about his love of wrestling weddings. I, yes. <laughs> JC is lit up is I, Bash. I did. He is Bash. I mean, yeah. It all makes, I'm your Florian. Uh, oh. I'm your Machu Picchu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this adds up. This all this all tracks everybody. Um, yeah, no, his like. I mean, who doesn't love a wrestling wedding? Oh. Um, there's a couple people. Fuck them. <laughs> and you know what? I again, there's that very like uh, self-aware '80s moment where they're like, "What well, are you gonna have the two the girls marry each other?" Like, that would never happen. That would never fly. Two gals? Come on, two dames? Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure Bailey and Sasha are about to admit their love for each other and get married on Raw. You look so good to me. I'll tell you what, though. After NCW finally did our wedding... Whatever wants to do. Anybody wants to get a fucking wedding angles, go for it. Knock yourselves out. You're done. I'm You're done. done. You got yours in. I got mine in, and I'm proud of it. So what's next? The musical? That's it. NCW the musical. Coming soon to a theater show. NCW the silent episode. <laughs> That's usually the crowd anyway. We don't have to worry about that. Um, so Sheila doesn't want pictures sold. She doesn't like pictures. She doesn't like autographs. She doesn't like fan mail. And she has the most out of anybody. Yes, she's got a trunk filled with letters saying, is that your real name? Where are you from? Where do you get your stuff? And she doesn't like it. She doesn't like being stared at. Yep. And uh, while she's discussing that with Ruth, Ruth's like, well, I thought you'd be used to it being walking around in a fur corset in Los Angeles for the last seven years. And Ruth's <laughs> kind of like, you know, what do you expect? It's a TV We're show. wrestlers, yeah. Yeah. And uh, in that same instance, Ruth gets a phone call from Mr. Tom Grant. Ooh, the Tom Grant? The Mr. Tom Grant, Ooh. like Ed Asner. Oh. Um, wants to meet up with uh, Ruth over dinner. Yeah. So it be, seems on the up and up, right? I'm, I'm sure. Nice. Nothing bad would happen. That's where they hit up the gay club afterwards. Right. <laughs> um, and I love Machu Picchu. They're gonna have a pink flamingos look. They're gonna have a pink flamingos uh, look like contest. And I want to see a bunch of people dressed up like flamingos. Yeah, she's. What pink you see, she's was. so earnest and just happy about things. Like, like I, you know what I mean, Bash? 
<laughs> Not that earnest. You know what I mean, oh. Basher? <laughs> oh, scabber. Scabber, Basher. Um, do whatever you want to her. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see her. I don't know. I love her. She's just a great little, great little character. Um, Cherry gives Roger some voodoo loving. Yes, that was a like. I guess it's kind of how like Cherry got her groove back. <laughs> like she needed to like. Oh no! What I? I'm not. <laughs> that should have been the name of the episode. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? No. Let me just. Yeah, let me just take a step back. Am I wrong? <laughs> like she doesn't have like she doesn't have her stuff she's not confident uh-huh. she still has that straight ass hair like yeah, yeah. she and she touches his dick and it's not and, hard like he's like he's not hard for it what kind of man would i be if i was excited when my woman wasn't what a great guy roger is roger is I the love roger. best guy better guy <laughs> um so ruth so she he he calls up the voodoo woman uh-huh. and they end up having some sex they sure do and then they cut back to ruth who is meeting up with tom grant in bungalow too oh uh, no i'm here for dinner mr grant takes all of his dinners in his in his room and you know what he played it off smart he's got a nerdy executive in there with him yes de-escalate she's already kind of nervous heading over to the bungalow she finds out that the producer's gonna be there. Oh, you're she's like you're here. Yeah, he like, knocks on the door. He opens the door. Yeah, he's like, oh, thank God you're she here. Gives her a big hug. Very excited, right? But because she's now disarmed, right? Yes. and she's like, everything's cool. There's three of us in this room. Yep, kind of like a little three-way theater, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for when where the three of us are in a room with a girl, she's immediately armed. Yes, no, she as she should be. Also, yes. Jake isn't wearing pants, so that <laughs> and you know, doesn't help anything. And you've been molesting him for the last hour. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I said it twice, but you can only say it so many we times. We need to reiterate this, is that, she Mikey, has Jesus, stopped. we're about to talk about a very serious scene Oh, you're here. right. Oh, yeah. So we shouldn't be making jokes about you sexually assaulting Jake right now? Sebastian no. wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> very serious. Stop calling him Sebastian. Like Stop Sebastian. calling him by his full name. <laughs> Why? Like, oh, Sebastian. You're Jonathan. <laughs> That's not my name. Sure it is. J-O-H-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-O-N-
Like it's it's so creepy and it was so. It's very true to life. Like I, it was unbelievably uncomfortable. But and I think again when we talk about duality, it's 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 very apparent that with this episode and him doing that, like oh I want to wrestle you, that the super fan like Sheila's super fan is kind of weird and he's creepy and he's wearing a Sheila outfit, but he's also just he wants an autograph and, and he's, he's not raping her. He's <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, it's. When Ruth, when when Ruth gets taken advantage of, the guy's like, "I'll oh, put me in a headlock. Do this, do that." And she takes off, and they move the show to two a.m. Yeah, we find out the next day they were supposed to go. The three, the Bash, uh, Debbie, and Sam are on their way to the studio to take over the rest of the years of storylines. Debbie and Sam off screen spent the entire night setting up storylines. And actually, in the in the opening of this episode, Bash said. No, it's a when when Sam was complaining. Bash goes, no, meetings good, phone calls bad. It's true. So it's a good, yeah, exactly. So they were on their way to the meeting and they get a phone call. Right. So at this point, none of them know what happened between Ruth because they didn't even know that Ruth went to this dinner. Like yeah. at this point, it's all on the DL. No one really knows, and they get the phone call. They've been bumped. They're moved now. The they, and they they've been calling themselves a kids show for the last few episodes. Yeah, and that's now they're on Saturdays at two a.m. Yeah, and uh, Bash is like, let's go to the studio right now. And so the boys head out to find out what's going on. Debbie's still at at the studio in the ring, at ringside, and then Ruth shows up. And you know that with Ruth not having her best friend. To be able to talk about yeah. this stuff too, she didn't go home and tell Sheila what happened. Mm-hmm. Between this scene and the previous scene, Ruth just did so well. Yeah, this entire part, and this is, I think, where the Emmy nod should come in for her this year. I think, and I, yeah. I really hope she gets at least some sort of recognition. If I, she not, if she's gonna not get nominated, she's gonna submit this episode. Be the way she. Yeah acted in the way she conveyed fear and anger and just like i feel like in this episode i love how the episode ends with her going out and looking at the other girls who are signing the autographs who are hitting a guy in the ass with a book yep who are sheila she sees sheila taking the pictures giving a hug and ruth realizes that She's asking Sheila to do something she was uncomfortable with mm-hmm. while, while she was then also in that same situation. Mm. But just because it was on a different level, Ruth yeah, didn't realize it. That's a good point. That yeah. A very good point. That's a good point. It's like, and then she saw what she was doing. Like, she was she was doing what uh, what was being done to her, which was just... Yeah, no, that's a good point. really well done. Yeah, I thought the entire... I think the way they've been building things out, and um, I think all... The three of us can agree that once episode five ended, I really wanted to continue on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And well, I know all too well. <laughs> I definitely had that like that moment of like, should I just hit play and see what happens next? And I'm like, no, 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 it's good. It's good. We'll wait. They have a really good scene where Ruth and Betty are just kind of like it, Ruth feels like she can tell her friend well, this. Well, like I said, so she didn't. She didn't have anybody to tell that night. Right. You know, she didn't tell anybody right. that night. Yeah. So when she sees Debbie there and she's sitting there and she's like, "This is my chance to tell my friend and and bear my my pour my heart out to her," and she does. It's 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 great. She just wants to unload everything, and she thinks she's gonna be able to unload when that doesn't happen at all. Yeah. Well, no, because Debbie's fucking pissed. Debbie 
and and Ruth says, well, what did, you, what did you want me to do? Have sex with them? She goes, no, but you make them think, think that you're, you're going to have, have sex, sex with them. them. Or think that you, you would if you didn't have a boyfriend or if you weren't on your period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make something up until they say until they get the hint. Or they which is basically what she was saying to Sheila. Like, just, just grin and bear it. Just do yeah. it. Just do it. And a great fucking line. <laughs> she says... Uh, oh my god the one, the one time, time you keep your legs closed <laughs> we all get fucked yep oh my so god fucking well because uh, i mean i guess good point. what it comes down to is that uh that that inability f- to forgive what happened between mark and and ruth like that's what's always going to be a driving force where maybe they can never be friends again yeah like Liberty Bell, she's like, "Oh, you can fuck my husband, but you can't just the exactly. you can't fuck yeah. the executive to to for the good of the show." Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Hey, good point. I mean, yeah. Also, like, I feel like for Ruth, she felt betrayed by the president of the network. She felt betrayed by the, the little TV fucking under yeah. underling. Producer, yep. And now, in a way, she's felt betrayed by Debbie because she thought that by bearing her soul to her friend that she was going to get some kind of comfort or, like, you know, she understanding. Comfort. <laughs> just, like, a little, like, comfort in your friends and just being able to, like, bear your soul in your heart and to get, like, just that cold shoulder and to get, like, burned hard by being like, you know, you fucked us all. Like, that's another betrayal. That's one more, like, knife in the back for Ruth where she's tried to do the right thing since the beginning of the season and she's been screwed at every turn. I'm going to be bummed if Debbie ends up fucking the cameraman because, like, Ruth hasn't even gotten that win. I feel like it's an inevitable ability. Like, when Ruth is about to fuck him, Debbie's going to swoop in. I hope not. drunk. And she's going to fuck him, and they're both going to be drunk, and it's just going to be like how Deb, how Listen, Ruth fucked the husband. He's no Alex Riley. Well, maybe oh, A-Rye shows horse. back up. Maybe he shows back up on that steel horse. He rides. Oh, uh, also, uh, both Chris Jericho and The Miz both tried out for the role of steel horse. That's awesome. But uh, Alex Riley ended up winning out because he was friends with Chavo. I think it's, I mean, at, I mean the fact that, like, I think that Alex Riley got the role and those other guys didn't yeah. is pretty awesome. He looks great. Yes. Though. Looks like a million bucks. Yeah. He sure does. Va 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 voom, Alex Riley. I actually just saw Chris Jericho on some kid's show the other day playing an MMA uh, fighter, and he had like a long mullet. Really? It was funny. That's yeah. bizarre. I mean, the show wasn't funny, but it was funny seeing it. It's not like funny haha, but like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's uh, episode episode five. I, I, I can't wait. To get yeah going yeah. This, yeah, I'm um, excited for it, guys. What did we learn? Um, I learned that dibs is law. Oh, I learned that Beirut hates Bush. <laughs> <laughs> the band? Yes. She hates glycerine. <laughs> I resist. Oh no! It's like breathe in, breathe out. Don't just keep on breathing in. Breathe in, breathe in. That'd be great theme music for the Phoenix. Ooh. Um, I learned that bash is bashful. Aww. Yep. Love it. And is probably gay. Yeah, probably. Most likely. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. But like, I want him to figure it out because I want him to be happy. We love him. Yes. Yes. He's the way he is. 
again on a show that's uh, full of empowered women and everything else. I always I, I love bash. And I know that doesn't make me sexist or anything else because yeah, I love bashing them. Like I love Ruth and I love Beirut and I love all those gals. But like Bash is so innocent. The Basher's the man. The Basher. Remember how excited he got when they first said he was going to be the ring announcer? Mm-hmm. He was like so excited. He put on the glitter on his eyes. Oh, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Lumpy. I just. I think I just hit something. I you think just. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. By ju- by Jake, I think you've I got think it. I think he's got it. Mm-hmm. Well, we cracked that code. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next the next round, the next fiver. Good old two-parter. Two-parter. Yeah. You love those two-parters. Love two-parters. Part four of our glow epic. <laughs> um, I did notice an uptick in downloads for our last reviews of Glow with the new season that had come out. So, oh, neat. Yeah, I think you know people That's have been good. looking forward to what we have to say next, and I hope you'll enjoy it. And again, if you... I, I've noticed that we've gotten a couple Facebook comments on episodes from Tuts, one of our loyal listeners, and I appreciate Tuts. you know I appreciate anything. If you want to send us just a personal message, if you want to comment on the page or on Twitter, please do and just let you us know. know. You, you, know? Listen, you know what really counts is iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Give, Give us, us a, a five star rating. I haven't just even say given shit. us a five star rating. Even if you don't think, just do it. Just do just it. The algorithm. It literally won't hurt you at all nope. if you do it. No? Just do it. Yeah. Come on. Just please. I mean, let's not beg, guys. Come on. Let's. let's no, 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 no. Please, guys. I'm begging. We've been begging for 30 episodes, and it hasn't happened yet. Bacon yeah. strips? It's bacon! Real oh. podcast <laughs> listeners don't know it's not bacon. <laughs> bacon, 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 bacon. Uh. Um, so, again, as, as I mentioned, you can listen to us on iTunes, on mm-hmm. Podbean, on all of our podcast listening machines. Yeah. Um, you know, we are not on Spotify. I just want to just point that out, Hookazoo. though. We are not on Hoopazoo. Um, again, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Three Way Theater. And all of our episodes are also available on ThreeWayTheater.com. Yeah, we're on for po- free. We're on Pod People. <laughs> they are for free. Yeah. Yeah. We're I mean, we're on Mean Bean. Or, what is it? Mocha Loca. You're just saying things? Well, those, those last two were um, different brands of uh, Monster Coffee Energy drinks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cease and desist. <laughs> Damn it. Official that's, sponsor. Yeah, it's not even... Oh, of, we can't say that. Of three-way theater. Cease and desist. Oh, man. That stuff will give you diarrhea. Whoa. Official you... sponsor. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> you can't say that either. Just uh-huh. did. We cannot say... My them. opinion, it'll give you diarrhea. <laughs> I drink it every day. Official <laughs> sponsor. <laughs> On that note... I'm JC. I'm Mike Pava. I'm Lumberjake. I got the last one. I'm Lumberjake. Well, I just... <laughs> yeah, but you are Lumberjake. Yeah. Then you yeah. are the last one. No. I'm, usually looks I'm like usually Michael the... Cole circa 98. <laughs> <laughs> it's not frosted. I'm not trying to say well, that. He's also got know. the 98 goatee as well. He does. He's got the goatee going on. Ooh, he's doing the Doc Hendricks. With... Uh, this is Ben. Three-way theater. With... Bump. Bump. Bum 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 bum